This podcast is proudly brought to you by Soul Street Coffee. Start your day with a smile. You can visit them at www.soulstreetcoffee.com. And Anchor, the premier podcast hosting platform. Are you interested in launching your own podcast? Please visit them at anchor.fm. We are pleased to be partnered with our dear friend Rachel Barbo and her organization I'm Changing the Narrative. The mission of I'm Changing the Narrative is to promote positive mental health and good love for yourself and others to serve as an inspiration for students, professionals and parents to create an individual legacy of purpose, passion and platform. Rachel speaks to athletes about taking back the headlines for good, showing them that they have the power to change the narrative and to find their purpose in life outside of their sport. To live lives of purpose, passion and platform. Just like her inspiration, Alabama and NFL star, Kevin Turner did before he succumbed to ALS and CTE. For more information please visit www.iamchangingthenarrative.org Head over to Amazon and pick up a copy of our good friend David Walker's book, I'll Tell You When You're Good. This is the incredible story of Walker's demanding, provocative, bitterly fought career, and the most miraculous comeback of all time. Now the hardest fighting fight in Texas Ag who ever lived reveals his life as the on-field general inside the cold-blooded arena of college football. Join fans now in discovering the most disturbingly fascinating career in NCAA history with the youngster who lived it, including unique stories of a superb high school coach and the all-time game-changers for Aggie football, the Wishbone Gang. Walker is the only college-level quarterback to ever publish a book based on his experiences in amateur athletics, and remains the youngest starting college athlete ever. He held the single-season passing record at Sulphur High for 40 years and the single-game QB rushing record at Texas on for 35 years, a true dual-threat quarterback. Enjoy the flavor of Southwest Louisiana and the adopted Texas swagger in his unique voice as he takes you down a one-of-a-kind path you could never imagine possible in the modern era of college football. In so doing you will uncover what may be the greatest amateur sports story of all time. The Rebel Walk is your source for the best coverage of Ole Miss sports. You can follow our good friend, Ole Miss Evie on Twitter at Ole Miss Evie, and you can follow The Rebel Walk on Twitter at The Rebel Walk. Be sure to check out their website at www.therebelwalk.com. Welcome into our off-season miniseries for the Southeastern Conference 2020 season. Hi everyone. I am Summer, and I want to thank you for joining us. I am pleased to be joining Kenneth as we prepare to cover the 2021 season in the best conference in college football. In this mini-podcast series, we will look back and get a big-picture perspective about each team's season in 2020 and then do a deeper dive into their numbers with our new and improved databases. In Part 1, we will look back at how each team finished the 2020 season and highlight some players that signed in recruiting or the transfer portal. Think of National Signing Day whether in December or February like the NFL Draft and the transfer portal like NFL Free Agency. In Part 2, after we have gone back through the entire 2020 season, we will have a report card for each team in several key categories. In this episode, we will be looking at the 2020 Arkansas Razorbacks. Okay, so let's take a look back at the 2020 Arkansas Razorbacks. This team finished 3-7 and seven in the conference under first-year head coach Sam Pittman, who I said during the second half of the um, season that I thought Coach Pittman should have been the SEC head coach of the year just based on the job that he did given where Arkansas was coming into this 2020 season, new head coach, COVID, 
no spring practice, no fall camp, um, not really having a semblance of what your identity as a head coach would be. And I got to be honest, that first game, I had a lot of doubts about Coach Pittman against that Georgia game. Saw a lot of bad mistakes from a head coaching standpoint. Was able to turn that around. And while the record didn't indicate just how well this team played, I saw a lot of things if I was an Arkansas Razorback fan that I would be extremely encouraged about going into the 2021 season. But let's take a look back and just take a look and see where this Arkansas Razorback team kind of excelled in some areas that um, may not uh, show on the stat sheet in some areas where we know that they absolutely have to improve playing in, in the toughest conference in college football and the toughest division in college football, and that being the SEC West, where every year you're going to have to battle teams like Alabama, Auburn, LSU, and Texas A&M. So Coach Pittman, former offensive line coach at the University of Georgia, we kind of know what his identity is going to be. Very strong offensive line, um, solid run game, and we're going to get to that here in just a moment. When I dive into the numbers for this team, there's a couple of things that stand out. This team had 13 turnovers on the season in a 10-game season, so a little over one per game. But 11 of those turnovers came in four of their, their contests. Three in the season opener against Georgia, two against Mississippi State, two more against Ole Miss, and four in the season finale against Alabama. What we saw in Coach Pittman's first year's head coach, and this is not a surprise from anybody that knows uh, Coach Pittman being a former offensive line coach for a couple of decades now. This team averaged nearly 40 rush attempts per game. And that's even with having Kendall Browse, a descendant of the true um, what I like to call Mike Leach air raid offense. I mean, this is uh, Art Browse's son, and he is absolutely one of one of those children literally and figuratively, uh, that believes in this type of system, yet they were able to amass this amount of run attempts per game. Something to look out for in the 2021 season to see how does that system with what Coach Pittman is as a um, former offensive line coach and his belief in running the ball and what Kendall Browse has known his entire life, and that's four or five wide receivers out um, in the play and being able to throw it 40, 50 times in a ball game. This team averaged 25.5 points per game. Absolutely very respectable um, in the SEC. If you're able to average about 25 points per game, that should um, give you a few more wins than what this Arkansas Razorback team had. Now, the Razorbacks only averaged 3.8 yards per carry. 
I can assure you that Coach Pittman is not going to be at all excited about seeing that number. And I can guarantee you that if we have a spring practice like we would in a normal um, year, that is going to be a high point of interest for the Arkansas Razorback offense. This passing game on the surface looked pretty good. Um, quarterback Felipe Franks, who started most of the season, this um, Razorback team was able to complete 64% of their passes, but taking a deeper look, three games where they completed under 55%. That is not typically what you see from this air raid offense. It's usually high completions, and you're depending on your wide receivers and running back coming out of the backfield to make guys miss and get huge yards after the catch. Now, let's flip it over to the Arkansas defense. And to say that this Arkansas defense was disappointing or a disappointment is an understatement. Allow 35 points per game. Remember how I said averaging 25 points per game as an offense is respectable? Not when you're giving up 35 points per game. Looking at the yards per carry that they allowed, 4.7 yards per carry. So basically, every time the opposing team ran the ball, they were getting almost five yards a carry. That is not going to be a winning formula for any team, especially if you're going to play in the best conference in all of college football, and that's the SEC. In 10 conference games, they gave up 39 touchdowns. 21 of them came on the ground. Furthermore, their opponents averaged almost 5.7 yards per play. If you've heard any of our podcasts, you know that that is a massive, massive amount of yards per play um, in the SEC. You're not going to win more than three games in the SEC even if we go back to um, an eight-game schedule, if you're giving up almost six yards per play and almost five yards per carry. And averaging, your opponents are averaging almost four touchdowns per game. Just not a winning formula. Now, the defense forced 18 turnovers in 10, 10, um, 10 conference games. But as we like to do here on the Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network, we like to go deeper. And in two games, they got 11 of those 18 turnovers. They got four against Mississippi State, uh, one fumble, three INTs. And then the game that just boggles the mind how that Lane Kiffin allowed Matt Corral to stay in the ball game and commit six turnovers by interceptions. It boggles my mind that I still sat there and watched that this season. They forced seven turnovers in that game against Ole Miss, six of them by interception. So of their 13 INTs on the season, none of them came in those two ball games. So this is not a team that was going to turn you over and – one of the things that I would 
think Coach Pittman would like to do in recruiting is get some athletes to play defensive back and safety to increase some of those turnovers, especially by the way of interception and not relying on a team basically to give you six interceptions. Now, credit, Arkansas caught those interceptions against Ole Miss, but we saw what they did in the other eight ball games. Taking a look at their recruiting for, for the 2020 season, as you would expect, this team focused a lot on bringing in either wide receivers or athletes who played wide receiver in high school. Keytron Jackson out of Texas, a six foot, 286 pound wide receiver. Uh, names that you're possibly going to hear also. AJ Green from Tulsa, Oklahoma, five foot 11, 195 pound athlete he's listed at. Also, Raheem Sanders out of Rockledge, Florida, six foot two, 220 pounds. This guy, watching some of his tape, is probably your prototypical in this um, air raid offense. He's your prototypical XY receiver. Um, he can be a huge chess piece for you as far as not playing just on the perimeter, but you can also put him um, in your uh, three by two sets where you got five wide receivers on the field, he can basically be that um, detached wide receiver to where you can basically throw him a lot of those um, quick screens and, and bubble um, routes that you saw the University of Alabama use with Devontae Smith when he wasn't lined up on the outside and he was lined up in the slot. If you know Sam Pittman, you know that he is going to have Offensive linemen recruited in every class, and there's two that he's bringing in that he hopes uh, can contribute early on, and that would be out of uh, Wynn, Arkansas, Terry Wells, six foot four, three hundred pounds. You could see this young man bumping in and playing guard, possibly, along with Cameron Ball out of the uh, metro Atlanta, Georgia area, six foot five, 300 uh, pounds, rated as a three-star by 24-7. So it's going to be interesting to see where these two uh, young offensive uh, linemen play, uh, whether it's this season or in the seasons to come. Now, here was a thing that I noticed um, looking at their recruiting class. Only saw one defensive tackle signed in this class, and that's Solomon Wright out of Oklahoma, six foot, 270 um, pound. I would expect him to be, unless they're going to put another 25 to 30 pounds on this young man, he's probably going to be a modified defensive end. And once they bulk him up a little bit, may eventually slide in and play uh, his natural defensive tackle spot. But you're not going to play in the SEC as a defensive tackle at 270 pounds. Sorry, just not going to happen. Um, as it stands right now, uh, no other really notable guys in the front seven. So it looks like the Razorbacks are planning on trying to just outscore everybody i.e. like what we saw Mike Leach try to do last season at Mississippi State and coming up this season, what you're going to see Josh Heupel 
what the University of Tennessee try to do. Um, not a whole lot of meat on that bone as far as that front seven. And this team, if they don't get better on the defensive side of the ball, don't see that them making a huge leap as far as what they could be in the SEC West. We hope that you have enjoyed this special episode as we get ready for the 2021 college football seasons. We ask that you please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. By giving us a five-star rating helps to get the word out about the show. Be sure to head over to Amazon and pick up a copy of our good friend David Walker's book, I'll Tell You When You're Good. Please give a follow to our good friend Ole Miss Evie on Twitter at Ole Miss Evie and her fantastic site at The Rebel Walk. We are also proud to support our dear friend Rachel Barbo and her organization I'm Changing the Narrative. For more information, please visit www.inchangingthenarrative.org. Be sure to check our good friends at Whitwell Sports. Their mission is simple, to provide the best product and service to their customers. They take great pride in their company, their commitment to customer service, and in the product they sell. Their website is www.whitwellsports.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at Title Towel. Be sure that catch Kenneth breaking down the game of the week in the SEC on the Southern Gentleman Sports Show with the Georgia Dog, Pac-12 Dave, Nolcore, Irish Bill, Tiger Mike, and Miss Callie Cash on the Ticket 850 where you can stream the show at www.wearesportsradio.com. Also be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at time underscore advantage. In closing, we want to say thank you for listening to this preview for this weekend's games. And remember whether it is the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, the SEC, and Mid-America conferences in college football. Because we are the Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network, and we are here to help you find your sports advantage. For Kenneth and the entire team here at the Crunch Time Sports Advantage Network, this is summer and a wonderful day, everybody.